Whatever we make good on the earth, God promises to make it good in heaven. So we're going to pray for our kids, the school system, as they prepare, and you all as parents, as they prepare to go back to school. They're having their own little back-to-school rally in the youth service, but let's pray over them. My wife and I will pray together. If you all would, join your faith. If you can pray in the Spirit, pray in the Spirit. If not, pray in English or just be in agreement with what it is that we're praying. Father God, in the name of Jesus, you said that we could pray for kings and for all that are in authority, Father. So we pray for the principals and assistant principals, Father, the school board system, Father, and all of the counties around Georgia. We pray right now for that leadership, Father, that they will maintain a heart for the children and they will be for the children. Everything that they'll set up would be for the betterment and advancement of the students that they are called to serve, Father. We pray that you give them uncommon wisdom, Father, to be able to lead every school that they're over, every district that they're in charge of, every region that they are over, Father. We pray for them right now, and we draw a bloodline around every school, Father, that our students will be attending. And we say that Satan will not befall. He will not cross that bloodline. We draw that line and we declare that not one weapon formed against our students will prosper while they're in school, Father. And we declare that they will be safe the entire time and the entire school year in Jesus' name. Father, in the name of Jesus, right now we pray for the households. We pray for the parents in Jesus' name. You, Daddy, told us to raise them in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. So I pray right now and petition you that you would anoint and specifically endow each and every parent with wisdom on how to raise their children. They'll be sensitive in the spirit to yield themselves to Holy Spirit wisdom for he is our partner in the earth and he knows all of the answers. We'll have wisdom in consult. We'll have wisdom in discipline. We'll have wisdom in encouragement as to how we raise our children. We'll recognize early the gifts, talents, and events of our children. We'll learn to cultivate them. We'll seek you first, trusting you and not the world's way. Trusting you and not the world's way. And knowing and trusting that you shall direct our paths. You'll fill our mouths with wisdom and with godly counsel and affirmation for our children so they can go out and do mighty exploits in the land. Father, I pray for our children right now. I pray that these twin virtues of truth and knowledge are bound around their next father I pray right now that you cause the, their steps to be ordered of you we do plead the blood of Jesus around each and every child that no weapon that is formed against them shall prosper they are three times ten times wiser than the children of the world father they rise in the and in, in their recognition of having the mind of Christ father I pray that the righteousness that has been sown into them the word that has been sown into them the truth that has been sown into them prospers in them father and when it comes down to making crucial decisions when it comes down to their choices father i pray that they yield themselves to what is right what is good and what is pleasing in your sight i pray right now that you make yourself known in them cause people to cross their paths that will sow seeds of truth and love in them so that they would by far know that you are with them at every turn they will not succumb to peer pressure but they will instead put the pressure on their peers and i thank you that they are prosperous in their way in jesus Amen, and so be it. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, Father, bless this service today. Father, your word is anointed. The people are anointed to receive your word, and I'm anointed to deliver your word. So every yoke will be destroyed, and every burden will be removed because of the anointing. Jesus will be glorified, and Satan will be further defeated. We give you all the glory for all the good that will come out of this service. In Jesus' name, and everyone that agrees with that prayer, shout it. Come on, a little bit better than that. Everyone that agrees with that prayer, shout it. All right, slap somebody a high five. Give them a shoulder bump. Give them a chest bump. Greet somebody. Tell them you love them. Tell them it's good to see them, and then you can be seated. Praise God. Was our music department, were they on fire or what today? Praise God. Praise God for the band and the singer. We want to go ahead and get right into what God has for us today. We're, we're, we're talking about biblical laws of prosperity. I'm just going to quote the three opening texts, and then we're going to get right to new information today. We know our first opening text for biblical laws of prosperity was found. Can anyone tell me? Let me see how close you all are following. What's the very first verse? Don't everyone shout it at the same time. Can anyone throw it out there? Romans chapter 10, verse 17 says, so then faith comes by what? And hearing by what? So not having heard, it comes by hearing and hearing and hearing. The second text, can anyone tell me what the second text? John chapter 17, verse 17, he says, 
praying to the Father, Jesus praying to the Father. He prays to the Father, and he says, separate them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. So God, Jesus expects us and God to live a separated life. I mean, our lives should look different than the world's. And it should be 10 times better than anything the world could ever offer us, right? And that's all accomplishable through the Word of God. And then finally, 3 John chapter 2 encouraged us that, and again, John writing to his good friend Gaius, he says, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou wouldest prosper and be in health. But he says something very powerful. Even as thy what? Soul prospers, which is your mind, your will, and your emotions. We know that we have to get our thinking renovated and we have to have a transformation in our mind we have to line our mind up with the word of god the mind the will once we know what the word of god says then we've got to get our will in line with god's will no more back and forth no more fighting with god over what god said god said it that settles it that's it and then our emotions how I many you know sometimes our emotions can take us all over the place but man when we allow our emotions to submit to the word of god it's going to keep us stable and balanced all the days of our lives now point number 4 today we're going to talk about establishing your heart in the covenant and we're really building from last week i believe the most important thing that was said last week is that really true prosperity is the presence of god how many of y'all believe that when you have god with you how many of you're going to prosper in every area of your life And we're going to build on that today, establishing your heart in his covenant. Now, Abraham, Moses, David, what did all these guys have that caused them to live? What did they do? What is it that they believed that caused them to live such a prosperous and wonderful life? I believe God blessed them for a reason. The blessings of God, I mean, they just don't happen by accident. They happen on purpose. And we're going to go back and we're going to look at some things in the book of Deuteronomy that I believe will help us establish really a predominant mindset about what it really means to live a prosperous life. So if you all would, go with me to Deuteronomy chapter 8. Let's start there. I believe this is the predominant rule for a prosperous life or living a prosperous life. Now, when I'm talking about prosperity, am I talking about money? Not at all. What am I talking about? We're talking about God's presence. We're talking about the Word of God, right? We're talking about wholeness, spirit, soul, and body. Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 17 and 18. The children of Israel had just been delivered from Egyptian bondage. How many know God had done great miracles for them? And a lot of times it's human nature. We all can understand this. It's human nature sometimes that when life is going good, we forget about God. We're maybe not as hungry and we don't press in as much. And the children of Israel were no different. It's just human nature. Notice what it says here in verse 17. After God reminds them of everything that he had done for them in delivering them from the uh, Egyptian bondage, verse 17 says, Then you say in your heart, My power and my might of my hand have gained me this wealth. And you shall remember the Lord your God. For it is he who gives you the power. That word power there means ability to get wealth. Why? Here's the key thing. That he may establish his covenant, which he swear to your fathers as it is this day. We're talking about establishing your heart in his covenant. Covenant in this context simply means agreement, right? And and so agreement means that when you enter into a contract, how many know there are always two sides of the contract? Right? And for both sides to get full benefit, both sides have to understand the terms of the agreement. Now, when you talk about contract or covenant with God, I mean, there's always the God side and the man side. God will always deliver on his side. I mean, all we have to do is deliver on our side, and the blessing is already built into it. Now, a lot of times we don't understand, as you all will see today, our full benefits in terms of what's in this covenant, what's in this contract, what's in this agreement for us. And the best way I can illustrate this, my wife and I, uh, I don't know if it was two or three years ago, we were celebrating our anniversary and we went to New York to celebrate our anniversary. And we always do things that both of us enjoy. And I love sports. And so they just opened up that new arena in Brooklyn, I believe. Brooklyn it is. And they were having what was called the Battle of the Boroughs. So it was the first game, the Brooklyn Nets against the New York Knicks. And we wanted to be there. It was uh, in the new stadium. And we bought tickets, really nice tickets. It's our anniversary. How many of you don't want to sit up in the nosebleed section on your anniversary? 
But when you buy tickets for a game, this was something new to us. Usually you buy the ticket and you buy your own food. So we bought the ticket and never, ever read the ticket. So the first night, we bought our own food. But the section we were sitting in, they were just going and getting food, coming back, getting different kind of food, not eating all of the food, sliding it under the chair. Something's going on here. I know these people aren't buying all this food and wasting it. And so the next night, we, we, we bought two sets of tickets. So now we've got a tickets for the Clippers game on Friday night. So now we're seeing the Clippers and the Brooklyn Nets on Friday night. I decided to read that ticket. And that ticket said all food on this, entire, in this entire, on this entire floor is included with the ticket price. I mean, we could have been eating good the first night. And, and forgive us, I'm getting ready to be transparent. We made up for it on Friday night. I think we ate enough on Friday night for Tuesday. And we, we sampled everything on the entire floor. But what's my point here? We didn't understand the terms of the agreement. So even though we had full access to all the food on that floor, we didn't benefit from none of it because we didn't understand the terms of the agreement. What I want to help you understand today, it's not that God doesn't want you to, 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 to live well. A lot of times it's just we don't understand the full terms of the agreement. Okay? Let's get into this a little bit today. Now, Notice he said, I want you to remember, I am the one that gives you the ability to get well. So as a practice, every time you advance, give God the glory for it. Look, come on, somebody. Every time you advance, give God the glory for it. Right? Don't beat your chest. Don't talk about what you did. Don't talk about your education. Don't talk about any of that. Say, God, if it wasn't for your grace and your goodness and your kindness... And your mercy, I wouldn't be where I'm at today. Remember him because it's him that gave you the ability to have whatever you have. But then understand the purpose. Why? He says, so that I may establish my covenant. Well, what is his covenant? His word, his agreement, the contract. So know why he blesses people is to get his word further out in the earth. He wants this word to reach the four corners of the earth. And trust me, when he can find a man or a woman that he can trust, he'll get them as much as they can deal with because he knows they're going to help him establish his word throughout the entire earth. Okay? Stay with me today. Deuteronomy chapter 9. Let's look at this, verse 5 and 6. Deuteronomy chapter 9, 5 and 6. So it's God that gives the power to get wealth, but we've got to understand why. Soon as I get it, I must think covenant. Everybody with me? Look at it another way. Deuteronomy chapter 9, 5 and 6. It is not because of your righteousness or uprightness of your heart that you go in to possess the land, but because of the wickedness of these nations that the Lord your God drives them out from before you, Moses talking to the children of Israel, and that he may fulfill the word or the contract or agreement which the Lord swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and to Jacob. Notice what he says. Therefore, understand that the Lord is not giving you this good land to possess because of your righteousness, for you are a stiff-necked people. My God. Now, I knew grace was in the Old Testament. Now, again, we're not stiff-necked people. This is got Moses talking to the children of Israel and the Old Testament. But I want you to understand Grace was still in the Old Testament. Did you see what he said to him? I didn't do this because of how great you are. I did this because of the word that I gave to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Now I'm obligated to keep my contract. You just get the benefit from it. How I many know it's no different with us today? It's not because of anything that we've done, but it's because of the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, that we get to walk in the full benefits of everything that God has provided for us today. And that's so important for us to understand. It's never about what we did. It's always about what he did. In other words, Moses was saying God didn't drive those people from the land because of their righteousness. He did it because of the promise that he made and the agreement that he made with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Go with me to Deuteronomy chapter 29. 
Deuteronomy 29, and let's read verse 29. Deuteronomy 29, 29. We're talking about establishing our heart in His covenant, and really all we're talking about is establishing our heart in His Word. Deuteronomy 29, 9 says, Therefore, keep the words of this, what's that word? Oh, you all waiting on it to go up there. I knew someone. You all looking at it in your 29.9. Oh, what did I say? See, now I know you all are following close this morning. Sorry about that. 29.9. All right, let's read it together. Therefore, keep the words of this what? What's that word there? Don't just keep them. Watch this. And what? See, it's one thing to know it. It's another thing to do it right? That you may what? In what? Just your marriage. Just your finances. Just raising your children. Just on your job. Just in your investments. What's left after all? I want you to be clear, folks. This covenant, this contract, this agreement has the ability to prosper you in every aspect of your life. Oh, I need a better amen than that in here. Did you all hear what, the, what he just said there? Therefore, keep the words of this covenant. Don't just know them. And what? Do them. That you may what? And some of the things that you do. I want that to seek in a little bit. Therefore, keep the words of this covenant. And what? And do what? And do them so that you may what? And what? The reality is, folks, if I started a bus company tomorrow, I've never driven a bus in my life. That bus company getting ready to be one of the most successful in the state of Georgia. Stay with me. Not because I'm so great, but because he's so great. He did his part. All I've got to do is know what he said and then be willing to do what he said. And he's going to prosper my bus business. Isn't that good? I mean, that's not fair, but I'll take it every single day of the week. So according to this, we should be prosperous in everything that we do. Everything. So if I'm trying to lose weight, I should be the best at losing weight. Come on, somebody. Come on, if I'm married, my marriage should look good. If I'm raising children, they should be good children. Why? Because he's prospering everything that I'm doing. Not because I'm so great, but because he's so great. All I decided to do was find out what he said and then be willing to do what he said. And then he builds into it prospering everything that I do. Do you all see that? So I want you to think backwards now. If something is not succeeding... It's not a problem with the marriage. It's a problem with my ability to know the rules and the terms of the contract and keep them so that he can prosper in my marriage and take that principle through every single area of your life. All right, let's keep going. You all might recall when God gave instructions to Joshua, and Joshua is getting ready to follow Moses, and Moses was a man who had split the Red Sea. Moses talked to God face to face. Moses, when the children of Israel was, was thirsty, Moses slapped a rock and water came out of it. Moses, when the Egyptian army and Pharaoh was chasing him, stood at the end of the, the sea, held out the rod. And the split, the sea split wide open. And the children walked through on, on dry ground. Now, I don't know about you all, but how many of y'all would like to follow Moses' leadership? I mean, that's a tough assignment, right, for, for Joshua. Joshua is getting ready to take on leadership at a very difficult time. It's really a critical point in history because the baton is being transferred from Moses to Joshua. If Joshua messes this up, I mean, he is in the lineage of Jesus. Then he can ultimately mess up the return of the Messiah. So his role is critical in carrying out 
the next phase of God's plan and purpose, which is to ultimately get Jesus into the earth. God says some things to him, and when I meditated this last night, it blew me away. You would think that God is getting ready to give him a military strategy to take out all of the armies that are around him. You would think he's going to do him the same way that he did Moses and just simply, you know, scatter all of the enemies. That is not the strategy that God laid out for Joshua. Go with me to Joshua chapter 1, and let's read this with the understanding of everything we've said up to this point. Critical time in history, and God starts with what's the most important thing Joshua will need on his journey. Joshua 1 chapter 5. It says, no man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. I mean, you know, I'll take that right there. But then he tells him why. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Isn't it interesting that the first thing that he said to Joshua is that I'm going to be with you? How I many know oh, the presence of God is really the prosperity of God? says here in verse 6, be strong and of good courage, for to this people you shall divide an inheritance, the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. And he said, only be strong and very courageous, that you may observe once again to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left. Why? that you may prosper wherever you go. Do you all understand when you make a decision to know the word and do the word, doesn't matter where you go. That blessing is following you wherever you go. Listen to me, folks. It's not even that deep. Wherever we open a church up, It's going to prosper, not because Linked Up Church is great, but because the God of Linked Up Church is great. And as long as we don't move from this word to the left or to the right, God said, wherever we go, I'm going with you. Oh, I need a little bit better amen. Isn't that a blessing right there? I'm talking about you can turn your situation around today. By just making a decision to do what you know. You don't need to learn more. Let's start doing what we already know. Come on, isn't that good right there? And God said, I'll go with you and I'll prosper you wherever you go. You're going to start seeing good results in every aspect of your life. But it gets better. Notice what he says. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. How many know we need to say what God says? I mean, you understand, you believe it when you talk about it, right? So he said, don't let it depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate in it how often? Meditate means to mutter over and over, to think about something over and over again. You ever seen people talking to themselves? I mean, that's a good thing to talk to yourself. God loves me. God is good to me. God, God will meet all of my needs according to his riches and glory. Come on, somebody. By his stripes, I am healed. Come on. Come on. I draw a bloodline around me. The sin cannot befall. A thousand can fall at my side. Ten thousand at my right hand, but it will not come near me. Come on, somebody. God wishes above all things that I'd prosper, be in health. God, I'm succeeding. My body is healthy. Come on, somebody. We need to be talking that word up all the time. My marriage is strong. I found my good thing. Hallelujah. Father, and you said that as long as I do good to her, the grace of life is in our marriage. Marriage made easy. As long as I love her the way you love the church. And you can go on and on and on. You start muttering about your children. I mean, we need to talk this up all day, every day. When we wake up, we need to just have, I believe, what's called lunch breaks. I mean, we take breaks all day long at work. Right? We go to the restroom. We go to get something to eat. Why not just bring out your iPad and just take a praise break? And you don't have to be loud and you don't have to be disruptive. You can sit right there at your desk and just begin to remind yourself of how good God is. Come on, remind yourself of his promises in your word. Even if you're having a tough day at work, come on, go and just take a break for a moment. This time, don't feed your body, feed your spirit. And say what God said and then watch it just uplift you. Hallelujah. 
Meditate day and night. Watch. Now, that's not just for the purposes of hearing yourself. Notice what it said. Meditate day and night so that you can what? Observe all that is written in it, for then you'll do what? Make your way prosperous. So notice, in this context, he doesn't make you prosperous. You make yourself prosperous. Understanding the terms of the agreement. We know God has done his part. Now when we do our part, now how many know we make our way prosperous? It's good. Hallelujah. Then I love this. Then you will have bad success. Doesn't even go together, does it? Then you'll have what? Doesn't everyone want to have good success? Come on, doesn't everyone in here want to have good success? Come on, doesn't everyone in here want to have good success? I said, doesn't everyone in here want to have good success? I believe everyone in here wants to go on a, their dream vacation, listen to me, and pay for it in full before you get on the plane. I believe that. I believe everyone in here wants to live in a house someday that they own. Come on, I believe everyone in here wants to drive a car that they own and they are not making payments on. Come on, I believe everyone wants to have a marriage that they're not fighting all the time. I believe everyone wants to have a marriage where they're sleeping together all the time. The married couple should have just, just gave it up right there. I'm talking about where we are loving each other on purpose and being in I believe everyone wants to have children that love God. That you don't have to fight with every day. Come on, somebody. And it's available to all of us. We can make our way prosperous and we can have good success when we find out what he said and we decide to do what he said. Isn't that good, folks? Hallelujah. He said, have I not commanded you be strong and of good courage? Do not be afraid nor dismayed for the Lord your God is with you. He reminded them again or him again wherever you go. Listen to me, folks. It doesn't matter where you go. I don't know if I should. Listen, if God is with you, you can go wherever you want to go. People were telling us we should not go to Europe at the time when we went. We had already paid for the trip. I mean, we're going to Europe. And listen to this. We're getting ready to enjoy Europe, too. But make no bones about it. It was dangerous. My wife is sitting right there, but it was like God was with us the entire time. I mean, it costs money to go up on top of the Eiffel Tower. So if you miss your day, you don't get another chance. Not like we can go back next week. We got this thing is laid out. And so it's amazing how the flood came before we got there. And then the flood dissipated when we arrived. The Eiffel Tower opens up the day before we get there, closes hours after we come off of it. Listen to me, folks. God will go with you. Those riots that you saw in Marseille, we've told you this before. We were on that exact corner the day before. I'm going to tell you, I believe what happened. God said, I'm not going to stop you all from acting a fool, but you can't act a fool while my children are over here. So, so let me let them enjoy everything they came here to enjoy. Get them out of here. Wherever you go. Come on, somebody say, wherever I go. Come on, somebody say, wherever I go. God goes with me. Somebody ought to lift both hands right there and just thank God for that. Come on, you ought to open up your mouth right there and just thank God for being with you wherever you go. Hallelujah. 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 So what did God put first? He put his relationship and his word. He said, I'll be with you as long as you keep this word before your eyes. You all see that? Let me show it to you another way. Go to Psalms 138, stanza 2. Another, while you're going there, another translation of uh, Joshua chapter 1 verse 8 says, where it says, you'll prosper everywhere that you go, says you'll deal wisely in all the affairs of life. And how many of y'all know that's some wisdom when you just know what to do, and you've never done it before. Do you all realize I've never started a church from the ground up ever? Had no education, no background, no knowledge of how to do it, no training. 
and God has taught us every step of the way. How many know we still have a lot to learn and a long way to go? But how many know he helped us deal wisely just to get us to this point? I hope you hear what I'm saying out there. You don't have to be an expert in everything. God will help you deal wisely and make you look like an expert. Hallelujah. 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 Something good is getting ready to happen to somebody in this building. I don't know who it is, but I'm telling you, someone in this building, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. I, I, I just sense that. I'm telling you, blessing is right at, it's just right at your doorstep. That's for somebody in this room today. Look at Psalms 138 uh, stanza 2 here says, We will worship towards your holy temple. And praise your name for your loving kindness and for your truth. When I read this, this, this just humbled me. For you have magnified your word above all of your name. Did you all read? Did you see that? God put his word even above his name. So I need you to understand, when you make a decision to live your life according to the terms of the agreement, there's nothing that God values more than keeping his word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody in here is getting ready to go from the bottom to the glory of God. Hallelujah. Oh, I'm telling you, I just sense that. Somebody in here is getting ready to go from the bottom to the glory of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, if that's you, just say, I'll take that, God. Come on, somebody say, I'll take that. And let this church be an example that you can go from nothing to something, and it doesn't take God a long time to do it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody say, I'm in that line. Come on, say it like you mean it. Say, I'm in that line. So whenever you put the Word of God first in your life, it becomes the final authority. Prosperity will always be the end result when you decided to know what God said and do what God said. What you're doing is you're saying, God, you are the final authority about my marriage, about how I handle my finances, how I raise my children, how I do my job, how I work. God, you are the final authority on that. And what you said, I will do. Now, how many know now all of heaven, all of the angels, the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Ghost, all of that is getting ready to be activated to make sure that that word is true in your life. Amen. Hallelujah. Why? Because he put his word even above his name. What he said to Joshua is, if you'll meditate in my word, you'll prosper and have good success. Well, in other words, you'll be able to deal wisely in all the affairs of life. I want you all to understand something. Never be afraid to start something you've never done before. Did you all hear what I just said? That's the only way you're going to grow. Never be afraid to start something that you've never done before. Folks, last week, my life got changed forever. Linked up churches getting ready. It will never be the same again. I promise you that. With all of my heart, I give you my word. I've always known what I was called to do. I was struggling with the strategy on how to deliver it. And I don't know about you, but anytime you've been in one system for 20-something years, it's not easy to break that. So every time you try to move forward, you're fighting against everything that you've already known, always known. And I'm telling you, I just got my breakthrough, folks. I just got my breakthrough, man. Linked Up Church is getting ready to take off to the glory of God the Father. I'm telling you, we're getting ready to get the power off the stage and get the power out there in the audience where the people are. Come on. We're getting ready to empower you to do what God's called you to do, help you discover your purpose, help you grow with people, grow in your church, and live the life that you always dreamed about living. That is the only reason why I exist is to help you fulfill your purpose in the earth. Folks, this is not about me. This is not about my wife. This is not about this staff. This is not about this church. This is about God and you all. And we are not successful until you become successful in what God's called you to do. Somebody shout amen to that. Come on, somebody shout amen to that. 
Come on, somebody give God glory for that today. The truly successful man or woman who knows the Lord has learned to believe God. And then I love this. After they've learned to believe God, then they have this innate ability to share God with other people. What does that look like at Linked Up Church? Man, we want you to get down there to that altar. We want to get you, man, into our classes and on your growth track. After we get you out of that growth track, we want to get you connected. We want to get you in small groups. We want to get you on a dream team. Now, when you think about dream team, don't think about some Superman on your chest somewhere. I mean, that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about because you've discovered your dream. You've discovered your purpose. Now you're serving in it. How I many that's a dream come true for anyone right there? When you're in your purpose, folks, then you're able to give that away to other people. And, folks, we're getting ready to do that until Jesus returns. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hot one soul at a time. We won't quit until 100% of this church is successful. Come on, look at a neighbor and say, my best days are still out in front of me. Come on, look at another neighbor and tell them, my ladder shall be greater than my past. Come on, find somebody else and just look them right in the eye and tell them, you, boy, the power came in for that statement right there, didn't it? Come on, tell them, you are destined for greatness. Now, come on, everybody collectively give God glory for the future that he has for us. You don't have to turn here, but in John chapter 1, anytime you're in the Word of God, you're in the presence of God. In John chapter 1, verse 1, he said, in the beginning was the Word, right? And the Word was with God. Watch this. And the Word was God. So anytime I'm in the Word, I'm in the presence of God. And how many know I've invited God into my situation when I made a choice to get into His Word? And I want to help you at the end of the service today. This is the greatest gift you can give to yourself is to wake up in that morning and spend some time with God, man. There's no greater gift. Your day is going to go so much better. Well, you're saying, Pastor, I don't know how to do that. Download a good devotional. Come on, somebody. It's all kind of self-help tools out here. Go out to a bookstore if you like reading a physical book and get a devotional, and it'll help you every day. It sets up the study for you, tells you what to pray, how to pray, and just every day make a commitment that when I wake up, the first thing I'm getting ready to do is spend time with God. Why? Because God is the Word of God. So anytime I'm in the Word, I'm with God. Now He goes with me throughout the course of my day. I mean, it's kind of hard to get in an accident when God is with you. Come on, somebody. How I many of you don't have to be afraid of traffic when God is with you? It's kind of hard to have a bad day at work when God is with you. They might have a bad day, but you can be unaffected by the drama all around you. Why? Because God is with you. And when you know God is with you, you're not concerned about who's against you. Glory to God. Because you and God are always a majority. Go to Isaiah chapter 48. Look at verse 17. Isaiah 48, 17. Says, thus says the Lord, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. Look at what he said here. I am the Lord, your God. Oh, I love this. Who teaches you to what? Who teaches you to profit. I want to slow down here. Every single one of you should be profiting in life. Did you all hear that? Every one of you, every year, should profit at a higher level. I don't believe God ever intended any of us to stay the same. We're supposed to go from glory to glory and from faith to faith. So you know how so many times people say, if I could only get Bill Gates to mentor me. Who is Bill Gates compared to God? Do you understand? You can sit down at the feet of the greatest mentor in the world, and he can teach you step by step how to profit. just what we value, right? Most of us would, would say, if 
Man, if I could just have a moment with Bill Gates, my life would never be the same again. Try to call him, email him, see if you can get a moment. How many of it's most likely not getting ready to happen? But God said you can come boldly to my throne of grace and obtain help and mercy in your time of need. How many of you don't even have to make an appointment? You don't need to call his administrative assistant. Come on, somebody. Come on, you don't need to wait till next Wednesday. You can just kick the dough down and say, God, I'm here and I need help. Come on, somebody. And he says, my son, my daughter, come on in. What can I do for you? And he's not even seeing you. He's seeing the blood on the mercy seat. So you don't even need to go in there talking about all your problems and what you did wrong and how you missed it and how you messed up. Come on, join the club. We've all missed it, messed up, and we all have problems. Hello, somebody. You don't even need to go in there talking about that because he says, my blood has already forgiven you of that. Come on, you're not guilty. You're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And I love you. I don't care about what you did yesterday. I only care about you being in this moment right now. Being in my presence. What can I do to help? Why? Because it's the goodness of God that's going to change the way that you think. God's always going to use his goodness to take you down the right path. Hallelujah. Did you all see what he said? You can have him teach you how to profit. Who leads you by the way you should what? Well, how's he going to lead you? Through his word. See, but if I don't know the terms of the agreement, I could be at the game enjoying all the food on the floor. (laughs) Instead, I'm up paying for my own food. Don't realize I already paid for free food. Now, how many know it wasn't free? It was in the cost of the ticket. (laughs) But somehow it feels free when you only buy one ticket and you eat all the food, right? We didn't know that on Tuesday. Was that Tuesday night? We didn't know that on Tuesday night. So we paid for our food. And I'm looking around me, Glenn. I'm like, man, they just going all day. Eat well. Taste it, put it under the thing, go back up. Pick my ticket up on Friday, read the ticket. All food in this concourse is included in the price of this ticket. Didn't know the terms of the agreement. Wonder how many of us are walking around. Paying for stuff that he already paid for. Oh, come on, somebody. I'm preaching better than you all saying amen. Right? Simply because we don't know the terms of the agreement. And if you're waiting on the next sermon, you're too late. You missed six days of growth and opportunity. Hallelujah. Let's close right here for today. Go in your Bibles to Luke chapter 15, and I'm going to close with a synopsis, and then I want to pray with some people today. We all know the story of the prodigal son, right? And usually when we read that story, we focus on the prodigal and not the other son. And I believe both are in this room today. And so I just wrote it out in synopsis form. You'll know when the Son who had wasted all of his living returned to his father's house. The father killed the fattest calf, fatted calf, right? He went and got the best robe, right? And then he put a ring on his finger. You all recall that part of the story? Then his other son came in and saw what had happened, and it made him really mad at his father. That's the part I want you to see. A lot of times we get mad at God because of what he's doing for other people, who we think are less deserving than we are. Stay with me now. And so notice the other son got upset with the father. He says something here, self-righteousness. I have stayed here with you. I pay my tithes. I serve. Come on, somebody. Watch this now. I have stayed here with you, and you have never, ever given me even a little goat. Yet when he goes off and wastes his money, you celebrate him by killing a calf for him. Watch this. But his father said, son, everything I have belongs to you. In other words, he was saying, you could have had the fatted calf anytime you wanted it. It's reminding me of my legalistic self. How many know we're all growing? My wife and I, we were somewhere. 
And my daughter, she just wanted to floss, I'm sure. And uh, we said, where are you at? She said, I'm at practice. I drove uh, daddy's car without asking. <laughs> now, mother's talking to her. Give me that phone. What you, you, you? Listen to what her response was. Daddy, I didn't know I had to ask to drive your car. Because in my daughter's thinking, everything that I have belongs to her. Now, how many of you know I would have got shot with a shotgun? <laughs> her response activated the grace of God in my heart. I went from getting ready. You know I was going, you know. You. Come on, parents. How I many you know I was getting ready to handle that? Her response activated the grace of God in my heart. And I said, you're right, Joel. You can drive my car anytime you want to. Just ask first, that's all. <laughs> Just so that I know you took it. I went that fast from getting ready to, I don't know what I would have did. <laughs> she said, Daddy, I didn't know I needed to ask. You see what this father was telling the son? The father was saying, everything that I have belongs to you. But clearly that son didn't know it, did he? He didn't understand the terms of the agreement. Stay with me. We always focus on the prodigal. Let me pull out some other nuggets for you. Father said, but son. <laughs> the father said, but son, everything that I have belongs to you. You could have killed the fatty calf. You could have had that fatty calf anytime you wanted it because it belongs to you. I'm pleased that your brother has come home, but you could have whatever you asked for. You see, the other son would have settled for a goat. You hear what he said? You never even killed a goat for me. So the other son would have settled for a goat when he could have been eating a calf anytime he wanted to. I wonder how many of us have settled for a goat when God really wants us to have calves. I believe a lot of us are cheating ourselves out of the full benefits of our inheritance because we're not fully pressing into understanding the terms and agreement of the contract on our side. I want to pray for someone today. I just believe this by the Spirit of God. There's someone in this room, you're just having a challenge and a struggle getting into the Word of God. See, like every time you want to get in it, distractions come up. Things happen, you get sidetracked, and you just keep missing day after day after day. And I want to show you something here. How I many know this could be someone that's been in church for 20 years? How I many it's real easy to get complacent when you've been saved a long time? Wouldn't that be the son, the other son? See, I, he said to the father, I do everything you ask me to do. But he wasn't no closer to his father than the one who was in the pig's pen. Watch this. Even though he was serving. Because that's not what brings closeness. What brings closeness is knowing the word and keeping the word. Hallelujah. I want to pray for somebody today. If that's you, you've just been struggling getting in the word of God. Would you stand to your feet? Stand to your feet. You've just been struggling. Seems like the enemy has just been fighting you. Fighting you. Hallelujah. Play something soft for me back there. Praise God. I know there are others in this room. Let me tell you, just, it's not about anybody in this room. It's between you and God. Block everyone else out in this room and just focus in on God. It's not about who's watching you. This is about you and God. I'm talking about people that just been struggling getting in the Word of God. Just, man, every time I try to get in it, it seems like it is, it is the fight of my life. And I just miss it. And next time I realize a whole six days have gone by, and the next time I'm hearing the Word is when I'm in church. That's you. Stand to your feet. I believe the Spirit of God is going to ignite something in your heart that's going to light a fire from this day forward. Hallelujah. All right. Praise God. Stand to your feet. I just want to make sure the people who need this are standing. All right. Now, we're getting ready to do ministry prayer in this building today. I mean, you might be sitting there saying, I don't have any problems. I, I have problems. I have challenges. Everyone in this room has problems and we have challenges. But when we focus on someone that's greater than us, come on, somebody. 
it minimizes all of the problems and challenges that we have, right? And, and James tells us that when we pray one for another, what ends up happening to us? We get healed. So if you're sitting down right now and someone is standing around you, I just want you to stand up, lay hands on their shoulders, stretch your hands towards them, however God leads you. And let's begin to pray one for another in this room right now. Come on, church. Let's pray one for another. And I don't want you to pray. Pray how you're led. I don't want to structure this prayer, but God may place something on your heart to just pray for them. And I'll pray a general prayer right here from the platform. Let's pray for them right now. Father, your word says in James chapter 5, that when we pray one for another, we can get healed, Father. You also said in James 5 that the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man or woman, it avails much. It makes tremendous power available. So we release power right now and ability into every person that stood up that is struggling to get into your word. Satan, we serve you notice right now, according to 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4. We know that you blind the minds of them that believe not, lest the glorious light of the gospel should shine unto them. So whatever you've been using to blind their eyes and to blind their minds and to distract them, we curse it right now at its root. We take authority over it. They have have the discipline to get up every day, spend time in your word, meditate in that word. They have a love for your word that is uncommon, Father, and that drops in their spirits now, Father. They will be people that get up and meditate your word day and night, and they're going to see you begin to prosper now, not just one day a week, but seven days a week. And you're going to teach them through times that they spend in your word. You're going to teach them how to prosper and have good success and how to profit in every single area of their lives. Father, I speak that over them now in Jesus name and everyone that agrees with that prayer let's lift up our hands let's lift up our voices let's give God the glory and thanksgiving in Jesus name for what we pray come on open up your mouth thank God for having a love for the word come on let me hear you say I love the word of God I love spending time in the word of God I have the discipline to get up every day and meditate that word day and night I have it now in Jesus name come on say that with me say I have the discipline to get up every day and spend time in your word day and night as a result you'll be with me everywhere that I go you'll teach me how to profit and you'll cause me to have good success in every area of my life in Jesus name Amen come on give God your best praise in this place come on give God your best praise in this place come on give God your best praise in this place make a decision today to establish your heart in his covenant hallelujah now I want you to look up here at me for a moment if you're not standing I would ask that you do so now Maybe you're in this building today and you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. Man, this is the greatest invitation ever known to man. He said, I've set before you death and life, blessings and curses. Choose life.